friendly. What? What? I'm only seeing you for the first time in the last three hours? <laughs> you stretch. Tell me when you're ready. Whenever yes. you're ready. Hi, Carlene. Are you doing jazzercise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just see your butt moving in and out. We are Hi, zooming. Mama. Hi. Oh, my butt. Hi, Carlene. How are you? Great. It's so great to see you, even if it's on a screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to see you again. So good to see you again. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting drunk oh my gosh okay okay how's your week oh my how's week's week? been fine and you um i've i'm feeling refreshed i've been Girl, on vacation you went on vacation you i was in san diego i was san diego sandy <laughs> my phone said how can i help oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that what did it say? Oh, great. Okay, weird. I'm a little weirded out. <laughs> That's weird. All right. So anyways, yeah, we so went yeah, to San Diego. Had, had we had a great time with the family. family. time. Yes, it was perfect. You had friend time and then family time. Yes. Did you go to San Diego for both times? Yes. Yes. Oh, little spoiled girl. It was great. You're just what? a spoiled girl. Except for the driving back and forth part, because you know, I have that little driving yeah, anxiety right. thing. It's not my favorite. So hold on. When you went with the kids, the family, how'd you all drive? Um, did you take separate vehicles? Yeah. Yeah. We oh. took the truck. And did Isaiah end up going or not? No, he didn't. That little shit. I should have sent him a message and said, do you know how you're disappointing your mother? Did you send him a message? No, I should have oh. though. <laughs> he was feeling guilty. He was really guilty. Oh, well, good. good and he should him. be. He should. We missed him. Yeah, I mean, I, bet you did. I I had the rest of my crew, so that was good. Yeah. It's now, and my so baby. When you're missing one. Oh, His, and that he, tur- baby boy. he turned a whole believe- year old on I Monday. I cannot believe it's been a year. I know. I can't believe it. And I've seen him a total of five times maybe. Yeah, yeah, you could count on one hand probably. And and it's not like I'm not over there all the time. Like every other week. So that's not my fault. I mean, statistically, <laughs> you should see her yeah. because she's here yeah. often. Right? right? <laughs> but she, your daughter's there and then I'll be like, where's the bambino? And she's like, oh, he's at the other grandmother's house. I'm like, yeah. yeah. you're like what about me what about my time yeah Yeah. like what about this grandmother what does she get (laughs) you can be auntie carlene i think we're just gonna call you auntie auntie carlene yeah let's do that (laughs) i think i think we should (laughs) damn it damn it he won't even know who i am but yeah he just loves everybody, though. He's well, such a she friendly can drop baby. Him off. She can drop him off. I'll, I'll tell her that. She probably will. <laughs> she probably would. Right? All right. What you drinking? Uh, seven and seven for Carlene. And I'm having a spicy michelada with piña. 
Michelada with piña. Estrella Jalisco. Estrella, what? Brewed in California. Estrella Jalisco. Jalisco. Wait, hold on. It's like ghosting. Nope. It's, you can't see it. <laughs> How do I get it into the picture? Okay. There you go, in your face. <laughs> in my face with a can of mace or beer. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. I have a cool story. I'm going to jump into it for time's sake here. Do it. It's uh, how'd, you, how'd you hear this story? I heard this story. Um, Actually, it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> my brother-in-law Jesse had it on his Facebook and he said hey this should be your next story and I was like hey it is my next story <laughs> hey. Hey, hey hey hell yeah hell yeah it's gonna be my next story so guess Thanks what my work. it's my story alright let's All right. do it this is about Flor Delise de Souza. So, Flora de Flor, Flor de Lis. Okay. De Souza, de Souza. Okay. I, don't, I have okay. no idea. It's Brazilian. Yeah. Not the kind of Brazilian that's below she, the belt. Brazilian what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my God, hilarious. Okay. Okay. You could tell we've dipped into the alcohol a little too Just much a little. already. All right, okay, so this story's a little batshit crazy. It's a little bit culty, um, and it's current. I don't do yes. too, too many current stories. No, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. What year are we talking about? Uh, well. Now? Right it's now. now. <gasps> it's now. Very good. It's between last year and now. All right, that's what we, that's what we want to hear. And it's in Brazil, so nobody can come after me. No. <laughs> They're not going to, you are, you do worry about that. That's so funny. You literally Why do you think do I do it. the hokey pokey stories from like a hundred years ago? You do. I love when Everybody's you're like, dead. Oh, great. You told them goodwill. Now they're going to know where I live. <laughs> like there's not a goodwill on every freaking corner. Shh. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so it's about 59-year-old Flor Delise de Santos de Souza. She's a Brazilian. Braz- Brazilian? Okay. Brazier- Brazilian? She's Brazilian. She's a Brazilian. Yeah, yeah Brazilian. She's, she's a Brazilian congresswoman, evangelical pastor, and she is also a, currently accused of plotting the murder of her husband last year in June of 2019. All of that goes very well together. Right? <laughs> like milk and pickles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and beer <laughs> all together mixed up. Milk, pickles, and beer. That'll be our next drink. All right. I wonder if there's a pregnant person out there that has actually craved those things. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Her husband, who was once her adopted son... And also, her biological daughter's ex-boyfriend. Her her husband? Is this her husband? Yes. Who was her adopted son. Yeah, she had adopted him as a and teenager. And it was her daughter's boyfriend. Also her daughter's boyfriend at one point so basically, in time. basically, her daughter 
had a boyfriend and then she adopted him and made her made it her son and then she married him no not in that order <laughs> at all she adopted him yeah and then, then the daughter dated him then the daughter dated her and brother then she then she fucked him and married him basically oh, probably wow. <laughs> very disgusting and yeah. I don't even know, like, what are the ages, did they say? I just know he was a teenager <sighs> when she adopted how she him. Not, how did she not get... I don't know. It's Brazil. We don't know. We don't know what they were. We don't know. And I don't know what age he was when they started dating. You see my hands flying around? I do. It's so it's, weird. It's, dis- it's disappearing. <laughs> Doing one of these. All right. Up. So, his name is Anderson de Co- do Carmo. Anderson. Anderson is such a not Brazilian name. That's such a white name. It's. <laughs> I can hear oh, my British grandma name. saying Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. All right. So Anderson do Carmo, now deceased husband. Her now deceased husband was adopted by Florida Lise when he was a teenager, along with four other teenagers. She had three biological children, one of them her daughter, Simone, who was dating Anderson. And then she... She adopts this guy. Adopts five more, and Anderson is one of them. Right. It's gross. Are they siblings, the five more? No. Or it's just five more? No, I think they're just five random five kids. Okay. All right. Simone moves on. Simone, the biological daughter, she ends up moving on and dating one of her... After she breaks up with Anderson, um, she moves on to one of her other adopted brothers, Alexandre Freire. So it's it's, it's weird. It's just weird. Just keeping it in the family. I mean, why venture out when it's right there under your own roof? Right. I I mean, mean, why not? You got the grocery store right in your own house? (laughs) All right. At this time, what? That's just creepy gross. Yeah, it is. Inappropriate. This whole thing is inappropriate. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> At this time in Brazil, she's wildly famous. Um, famous? Flameless. Yes, she's flameless. flameless. She's okay. famous. Flor de Lis. <laughs> um, she's a wildly famous as a gospel singer, and she made records for one of Brazil's top gospel labels. Okay, I go figure. YouTube. I'm gonna YouTube that shit. <laughs> she I'm adopts. Well, I looked her up on YouTube, and all of her gospel stuff pulls up right away. Oh, nice. Is she any good? I didn't listen to it. No. I just... That's what I, I want to know. I want to know if she's any good, girl. I don't know. I mean... Somewhere along the way, she adopts 50 more children. Five-zero. Five-zero potential new husbands. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how in the hell is that possible that you can adopt 50, 50 children? I don't know. But there were also rumors out there that she was kidnapping. And I don't know how true that is. So I didn't really put it in, but I guess I just said it. So there was even a movie made about her life where several of Brazil's top actors um, starred in it and played her and her children and her life story. Of course. And she probably made a shitload of money from it. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, supposedly, the proceeds went to helping feed her adopted children. What? Yeah. Come on. And and you'll laugh when you hear the rest of that story. Oh, brother. The first five adopted children, according to many reports, along with her three biological children, are her favorites. They're her top shelf children, if you I'm will. Off it. <laughs> her chosen ones and the other 50 children are said to have lived in squalor reportedly eating old pasta with sausages and dry bread every single fucking day what the hell listen if you're gonna adopt 50 kids you better be able to feed those right and if somebody's gonna star in a movie for free yeah you better use the proceeds to feed them right right yeah I mean, you're a gospel singer, you're a congresswoman, <laughs> you think you might have some money in your pockets. Well, I mean, she does have a lot of hands on the stove, so she should be making some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look stuff up. Oh, Anderson Del Carmo went on to become a very successful evangelical pastor in his own right, and they became a Brazilian power couple. He also was in charge of the family finances and basically controlled the family Wait, money. Wait, what? Wait, sorry. What the? <laughs> oh, it won't shut up. <laughs> okay, wait, what? He controlled the, the family fi- finances. The kid, the guy? Mm-hmm. The, the now the, husband? Yeah. Okay. Who? He's, he's probably not even old enough to have a checkbook. Well, at this point, he's like older. Because last the when he died, he, I think he was like forty two. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, how old is she? She's fifty nine. Oh, there's not that big of an age difference then. No. Well, well, I guess. I mean, relatively speaking. <laughs> I mean, it's still icky, but I'm just saying, like, it's not. It's still gross. It's almost crazy. twenty years. Is it almost twenty years? Almost. Okay. Oh wait. Now, see, I can't tell. Is this her and him? Hold on. Let me get past all this commercial stuff. Go ahead. Keep going, and I'll, I'll see if I can get a picture of him and her. All right. Allegedly, Allegedly, one of her sons told the media that there was a special initiation process he was made to go through when he joined the family, where he spent days dressed in white and locked in a room eating only rice and, ve- and vegetables. He alleges that they used their own blood to write psalms and that after a while... Pause for a second. Okay. How do I get rid of this? Is this them? Can you see it? Yep. (laughs) Wait, he's got like pink hair. Oh, look. That's her. Hold on. Yep, that's them. Yep. That'd be them. Oh, my gosh. Okay, sorry. Pause that. You just had to get that picture in your head? I just had to see. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. So one of the sons locked in a room for days. Um eating rice and vegetables, alleges that they used their own blood to write psalms. And after a while, he was purified from the... Mu- purified? For purified. Was he, he was fried. He, I'm fried. <laughs> Did they from the, him? <laughs> from the mundane world of sleeping with Flordellis. What? Yeah. He, what yeah. Apparently, this was part of the initiation process of being part of the family, is sleeping with their stepmama. No. Their adopted mother. She needs to rot in a teeny tiny little cell getting bread and water. <sighs> this isn't even the worst of it. I'm just, no. There were also rumors that her and Anderson were frequenters of swingers clubs. Well, uh, now I don't think it's a rumor. Yeah. 
And then there was also another weird rumor about a menage a trois between Simone, the biological daughter, and Fleur de Lis and him. Because they were seen Um, coming out out of a room with towels on. The reason between her daughter, her her adopted son, basically, slash husband, and herself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gross. So incest, molesting, and yeah, gross. Very gross. gross. No, nope. It gets nope. better. So disgusting. Fast forward to Do Carmo's grisly murder. Back in June of 2019, he was reportedly shot more than 30 times. 30, 30? times. Three predominantly zero. in the groin and thigh area at their home in Rio de Janeiro. I'm slurring, but so who I, hates this is tipsy tales. So, much. so Huh? Yeah, it's our job to slur. Right. Who hates his penis so much? Somebody hates his penis. Somebody hated his penis 30 times. They used it for target practice uh, 30 times. Yeah. That's a lot of penis target practice. Right. That was anger. They were trying to emasculate him. Yeah. It seems like. like. That's like if he raped somebody and they wanted to seek revenge on his penis. I didn't read anything like that, but I mean, this whole thing is kind of sorted. So I, I don't know. Could be. Is your booty hurting? My my booty <laughs> is in this wicker chair and I'm going to have like a whole pattern on my butt. Uh, I, I was trying to find the most comfortable place to sit in my house. So I, sh- I should have put a cushion. All right. Florida Lease claimed he had been murdered in a robbery gone wrong. However, prosecutors say that they have uncovered a twisted murder plot that began in 2018. Apparently, apparently. At, the root, apparently at the root of this is that Anderson wanted a divorce. And there was a huge family fight where Anderson blocked her from giving preferential treatment to her favorite top shelf children. So in 2018, Fleur de Lis, along with Simone, Anderson's sister slash ex-girlfriend, who had (laughs) began to resent him, according to some sources, tried to poison Anderson by spiking his food with arsenic. They ended up poisoning a bunch of her children instead. Oh, damn. His children slash siblings in the process, but no one actually died. Okay. Well, oops. <laughs> From what I gather, it sounds like this went on until he was killed. In between this time, there were at least five other failed or aborted attempts on his life, either by poisoning or by staged robberies. I mean, they what were trying the hard. Yeah, they were. Did he not figure it out? Or he finally he does at some point. Okay. Well, um, Simone, the biological daughter of Florida Lee. that no longer has a penis and he's dead? Well, he figured it out before that, but apparently that didn't help him. It didn't yeah, help no. his penis. No. Simone, the biological daughter of Florida Lee's. It was found that her search history on her computer showed searches for cyanide in food, hmm. um, which she claims was just curiosity to help a friend <laughs> whose dog had a tumor. A tumor. Uh, I was just, I was just trying to help. I was just trying to help a friend. Kill her dog. Yeah, the dog has a tumor. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The O Globo 
newspaper reported that the pastor had actually discovered plans to murder him and threatened to bug all of the telephones in the family home, forcing the plotters to com- communicate with burner phones. Wow. <laughs> I mean, a, this was intense. It's like a massive CIA, not CIA thing, but CIA thing. He's like, I know y'all are trying to murder me. I'm going to bug all these motherfucking phones. And they're like, cool. We're going to get a burner. <laughs> and <laughs> continue to plot your murder. It's <laughs> a pricey way to go, man. Right? Well, I mean, I guess they had the money. Yeah, I or, guess so. Well, he had the money. So there was a recent break- well, breakthrough, you know, I think, in... In the case, in part, that they were able to access phone records and computer searches and arrests were made a few weeks ago in August, this last August. Holy heck. Yeah. Florida Lease herself was not arrested because her status as a congressperson gives her parliamentary immunity. But investigators said they had no doubt that she... Florida Lees, who reportedly wept uncontrollably as police raided her home, was the ringleader. Okay, so she can't get in trouble? Right now. But they're they're oh. making a plea to Congress, basically trying to get that put aside so that they can arrest her. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, but right now, as far as I know, she hasn't been arrested. Um, the motive being that she was unhappy with the way Anderson lived his life. And the way he was handling the family finances. The Monday morning pre-dawn raid was called Operation Luke 12, which was referenced to the Bible verses. Oh, I get it. Where Jesus tells his disciples that there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and you have whispered in the ear of the inner rooms will be pro- proclaimed from the roofs. So, okay. That's interesting. Interesting that she's an evangelical preacher. On Monday, that Monday in August, I think it was like the 24th, prosecutors announced charges against Miss D'Souza and 10 others, including six of her children and one granddaughter. Arrest warrants were issued against nine of the accused. Flavio dos Santos, not Fabio... (laughs) The biological son of Fleur-de-Lis was arrested at the pastor's funeral, which I'm assuming was in 2019. Later, he admitted to the authorities that he had shot the pastor six times. Six? Only six? Six of those times. (laughs) The the other 30, I don't know how those got there. How did they get there? With the help of an 18... I don't know how 24 of them got there. (laughs) (laughs) That was Lucas, the 18-year-old. Lucas Dos Santos Do Carmo, adopted son of the couple. All the kids were in on it. What the fuck? Lucas later admitted to... She must be some good, you know what. (laughs) (laughs) He later admitted... (laughs) So cringeworthy. All the way around. Admitted to the involvement. I like how I'm able... I just sit here, but in my head, I'm going... This is so gross. (laughs) It is disgusting. He admitted to the involvement of the murder after police presented security footage. Security! Security footage in which he appeared. Erica de Santos de Souza, adopted child of the couple, told the police that Adriano de Santos, biological child of Florida Lise, had affairs with at least 
two of her adopted si- siblings. Like they were keeping it in the family in a mad everybody way. Everybody was just fucking everybody Oops. in that family, and not in the you know like, hey, I just got fucked royally by you. It was no, literally, fucked literally everybody. in the biblical sense. No pun intended. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a t-shirt thing. Literally, yeah. literally. <laughs> Wagner Pimenta, the adopted son of the couple, and councilman of Sao Goncalo. Remember, there's 50, so there's a, a lot of names here. No. Told authorities that Florida Lise was the intellectual mentor of the murder. According to Pimenta, the manipulate she manipulated her children into committing the crime. He also oh, told I can, authorities... I huh? I can see that. Yeah, I can too. I think I mean, she mind-fucked them all. I, yeah, he also told authorities that Florida Lease had the had the pastor's phone thrown off the Rio Niteroy Niteroy bridge, contradicting statements made by Florida Lease, who promised to deliver the device to authorities. Uh, prosecutors announced the charges against Florida Lease and ten others, including six of her children and one granddaughter. Arrest warrants were issued against nine of the accused. Didn't I read that? I feel like I'm just like saying things over and over again. I don't think so. The lawmaker has pleaded her innocence, insisting she never ordered this savage crime. Mm-hmm. Her lawyer said, according to Brazilian media, but speaking to Brazilian TV network Globo, police commissioner Alan Duarte portrayed Miss D'Souza as the ringleader of the alleged murder plot. Duh. <laughs> the investigator... Investigation demonstrated that Ms. D'Souza's image of altruism and decency was merely a ploy to gain wealth and political power. She's a big fake. Yeah. Or like, were most of the kids males? Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the whole... All right. So I got a lot of that information off of BBC News and then an article on The Guardian by Tom Phillips and also um, the posting... By my brother-in-law, Jesse, who, by the way, I haven't given him a shout out lately. He created our intro music. So oh, thanks, Jesse. thank Jesse. you, Jesse, sure for that story. I, like, I love our intro. So that was my story. Nice. What did you think? Thanks to Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. 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 I, hey, uh, I liked it a lot. It's... Um, Twisted, disgusting. I can't believe that something like that happens in today's day and age. Yeah, that's very recent. Very recent. It's just gross. Okay, have you heard of the Sally House? No. <laughs> you know me. I am like, I do this for a living. So I am like the biggest skeptic because I'm very critical. Right. This house, <laughs> it's scary as a matter of fact last night i was even watching more on it and i had to shut it off because when the sun goes down i'm not watching that stuff because you live alone because i live alone (laughs) and i'm home alone doing this now scary scary it's scary and that's all i'm gonna say so uh i got information i'm just gonna say right off um the sally house doc um there was some property i'll send it to you that actually has the property information sheet from like I don't know. Oh, oh, I got one of those earlier. What was that for? It was something called a blue alert. What is blue alert? I guess it's like if a if there's an officer involved shooting <gasps> and it's a violent person. Oh, 
a trooper was two troopers were shot at today. Yeah, I think it has well, something to do with that. It's becoming ridiculous that yeah. now in a uniform and people are just randomly. There was a, a marshal that was shot at downtown. He had his bulletproof vest on, and now this trooper, which by the way, it was a trooper that saved my life, uh, a DPS officer that saved my life. So you know that it just freaks me out. I have to send him text and be like, "Are you okay?" Anytime I hear of anything. Right. And it just, this is ridiculous. Okay. But okay. Off my soapbox. Anyway, I have the information sheet. So I'll send that to you. And then I got obviously stuff off of YouTube and the show Sightings in 1992. They went back there a couple times. Really? Yes. And so that was interesting. And they got stuff right there while they were there. Really? Sightings. So, sightings. The show okay. Sightings I'm, from like way back it. in the day. Yeah. And uh, and while they were there, they witnessed stuff. So it was pretty interesting. And then Ghost Adventures, obviously. <laughs> Paranormal Witness and A Haunting, which this isn't where I got stuff. They just have all been there. Right. But, uh, and then I watched numerous YouTube channels. So anyway. Okay. With that said, it is known as, which I do this a lot because they say this a lot, but no, this one, I honestly believe it's known as one of one of the most haunted houses in America. Really? And I believe it. I believe it. The Sally house is located at 508 North 2nd Street in Atchison, Kansas, which is like a little farm town. You know, it's just a farm town. Right. And so it's like not a big, huge city that's like, it, it's it's just a little farm town that like, I mean, it's not like cowpoke, but. Dude, all I can think of when I hear Kansas is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> so everything seems like farm town to me. <laughs> Actually, it kind of looks like a Wizard of Oz type house. And it was built in. It was built in the 1800s. So it was, there's no like set time of when it was built. They just say like 1867 to 1871, somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. So due to the amount of paranormal stories linked to the property and the many investigators and psychics that have investigated it and documented their experiences in the home with video and photos and audio recordings that's why it's been labeled the most one of the most haunted houses in america crazy yeah because they actually have photos and video i mean a lot of these places like you watch on the youtube they actually have documentation but this just has so much crazy stuff anyway the house uh it's really not connected to a bunch of like crazy deaths or any crazy stories um it had it had stayed in the family until like the 90 uh 90s i think i don't know here let me tell you michael finney was the original owner who had the house built and then like a year later he ended up dying of natural causes for as far as i know and then um he was actually the first one to die in the house uh i believe in oh 1872 around 19 up until 1947, okay, sorry, 1947, the Finney family, Finney family owned and resided in the home. In 1874, Charles Richard Catherines, which I don't know why this matters because nobody knows who Kate Finney is, I don't think. He died in 1874. And then Richard Edwin Finney died in 1874. 
And then Agnes Finney died in 1939. So there's the four deaths. There's Michael, Charles, Richard, Richard. Anyway, there's four deaths. But none of them were crazy. They were just all pretty much natural causes and nothing traumatic. And then Dr. Charles Finney is the son of Michael C. Finney. And one of the key characters in the legend that plagues this house. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so the legend goes that the house um, the house was used by Char- Charles, Dr. Charles Finney. He used the house as his doctor office and his home. And so like there was portions of the house that were um, for his office, like his office and then where he did his examinations and stuff like that, which I think the examination room was like the dining room okay. where the dining room is now. So I believe early 1900s, there's no date. There was a woman comes banging at the door. I'm assuming it was a neighbor and she come. there's various stories. So uh, she's banging at the door and her little girl is in horrible pain. And he's like, yes, bring her in. Yes, let's check her out. And notices that it must be her pen, her appendix and they might be getting ready to rupture. So he decides to perform an emergency appendectomy on her. <sighs> and so, yeah, but he's trying to sedate her, but the little girl's like crying in pain and she's out of control and whatever. But he tries to sedate her. He thinks she's sedated and begins to cut. And I guess she wasn't completely sedated. Oh, no. And yeah, so she ends up going into shock and loses a lot of blood. And bottom line is she ends up dying right there on the table. Ugh. I love that I, I don't really read my notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I already know the story. Anyway, the, the story is that there's this little girl who haunts the house because she thinks she goes after the men that are in the house because she thinks that the doctor was trying to hurt her. She doesn't understand he was trying to heal her. And so this little girl haunts the house. So the only thing is, so there, in some of these things, like most people are like, there's no record of this little girl existing. There's no record of this surgery happening. There's nothing that shows that this actually happened, but there's a tour guide. And she was saying like, um, she works for the town and she's saying like, when we give these tours of this house, we're told we're given the script and that's the story we're told. And she said, but there's no, there's no history of this girl. However, when sightings did their investigation, they actually show there is documentation of a girl and her name is Sally and it's 1905, which fits the timeline. Right. But how she died, it doesn't say how she died. It doesn't have any of that. So you know how stories get spread. And and I, honestly, I think that if he did, if he did something so traumatically wrong, he actually became the mayor of that town. And if he was running for mayor, you know how dirt comes out in politics. Right. They would have been bringing that up. I mean, it would have been in the Absolutely. papers or something. So, and it wasn't. So I don't know if that whole story, if it, if it actually happened and it was that he legitimately was trying to save a little girl because he's a doctor, he didn't save a little girl just as, you know, what happened. Right. Or if it's just like made up stuff from the 1900s that like as, as years went on, the story got deeper and deeper. But anyway, 
there is actual oh and so what happened was there there have been psychics that have gone into the house and said they sense a little girl being there and that she says her name is sally and then while well, all these other sally it, right, that girl that, that, Sorry. <laughs> sing it <laughs> and while nobody ever had proof of her when sightings went in they actually got documentation saying it actually looked like she was a finny oh because because it was listed with all the finnies um I went back to try and find it and I couldn't find it. But yeah, anyway, I think she was one of the Finneys, to be honest. Okay. But whatever. Besides the point, there did live a girl named Sally. I just don't know how she died. Nobody does. Anyway, he later, from what they, from what this tour guide person said, that he moved next door and then he ran for mayor and blah, blah, blah. So he didn't live in the house the whole time. Anyway, okay, so with all of that, nobody really experienced any paranormal activity until the 1990s when this family moved in. It was this um, this young husband and wife, and they were expecting their first baby. Right. And they actually uh, started experiencing little things like the TV flickering on and off or lights flickering, things like that. And then once the baby came... In the baby's room, you know, the mom, uh, it was Tony and Deborah Pickman is the couple's name. Okay. And um, once the baby came, the neighbor had noticed that the baby's light would be on all night. And she, they must have had neighbors like me that just are a little nosy. Anyway, they'd come over. <laughs> I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. Why is that baby's light on all night? Hey, did is What's there a reason why you make that baby sleep with the light on all night? <laughs> so anyway, a neighbor actually asked her, you know, why do you have the baby's light on all night? And Deborah was like, I, I shut the light off every night when I put the baby to sleep. And they noticed that the light was going on uh, when she would shut it off and leave the room. So something crazy was happening. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so they were shutting. So the so that's the hauntings were were harmless at that point. Okay, it's just harmless hauntings. Nothing big. No big deal. No big it's like deal. It's like letting letting them know they're there. Like I mean, Tony would go and shut the TV off and turn around, and the TV would flicker back on, and he 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 got a little irritated by that. But I mean, it was just harmless, right? Nobody's hurt at that point. Then. Um, it became a little more aggressive. Well, Tony and Deborah were in the baby's room. Tony and Deborah tell a story. They actually tell this. You can see it on YouTube because they talk about it a few times where they're in the baby's room and Tony gets thrown across the, like against the uh-uh. door. Right. He gets thrown so hard that he's out of his boots. What? Yeah. That's his. That's story. hard. <laughs> He gets thrown out of his own shoes. Yeah, that's his story. Okay. And then um, a toy bear is set on fire in the corner of the baby's room, which supposedly this, whoever this facetious energy is, it it sets things on fire. And that's when they start getting more panic. And at one point they have a family friend over, which I think is like Deborah's brother or, or Tony's brother or somebody. And uh, Tony goes upstairs, I think it was Tony, and notices that on the floor, all the baby's toys are placed in a circle. And so they they are like, come on, man, like, stop messing around, telling each other, you know, right. they think each other did it. 
And so they put all the toys back. They go back upstairs and they see now a bear on the floor. So they realize that like none of them did that. Something's messing with it. Yeah. And like baby toys would be going off all the time. And and then this baby bear that gets caught on fire. Yeah, that's freaky. set on fire. Yeah, that is insane. And I guess um, that happened in the corner of the baby's room where that got set on fire. So that that's a little freaky. Okay, so one night, Tony goes down to get a glass of orange juice. He fills up his glass of orange juice, shuts the fridge, <laughs> looks over in the doorway, and there's a little girl standing there. Oh, nah. <laughs> and he's mm-hmm. like, he kind of, he says, he kind of looked at her for a minute, and, and then she just kind of goes away. And so he runs upstairs to Deborah and is like, um, I just freaking saw this little girl in the doorway in the kitchen. And he's freaking out and he sketches out a picture of her. And um, it's the it's who they assume is this little girl, Sally. So Sally. Um, Sally yeah, that girl. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to pee again so bad and you're making me laugh. <laughs> Anyway, so they they still have a sketch of that, his sketch up in there. Anyway, since the Pickmans, only uh, two other renters have lived there. So the the Pickmans were like, we're moving out. We're not staying here. They got the heck out of Dodge. Mind you, they've been making a gazillion dollars off of this whole thing. They they wrote a book. They have actually done a lot of interviews, whatever. But they're making a lot of money. I bet. But since the Pickmans, only two other renters have lived in the home. One was a woman who they say did witchcraft. So down downstairs in the basement, um, there they say there was like a pentagram oh, writ, nice. uh, on the floor that she mm-hmm. was doing. Yeah. So it's still um, all smudged black paint on the ground. Why do these people, people always were, go to the basement? <laughs> I don't know. But she got she got asked to leave. Because she was destroying the house with um, her stuff yeah. that she was doing. All her little <laughs> symbols and stuff that she was doing in the house. So they, they asked her to you leave. Know, when you're boiling the a- eye of Newt, it stinks. <laughs> so <laughs> When you have chicken blood all over the walls. I mean, probably should go. <laughs> it's time so, to go. <laughs> probably should evict that person. Uh, and then there was a college college student and he just got too freaked out living there and was like i'm out of here so he he moved out oh so yeah in that pentagram that's where a lot of people love to put like burpee a lot of people like to put the recorder to get evps and stuff right nobody has lived in the house since like the early 2000s because now they just use it for like investigations and and things like that people go and stay the night there and record and whatever but zillow has it i I noticed it's on zillow for a million dollars what a million dollars yeah for a hundred and something year old house that is haunted now i'm going to tell you about when when sightings went into the house the pickmans were living there and this was in what did i say 1992 or whatever Uh uh-huh and their baby was probably about I don't know, nine months old, nine or 10 months old, maybe. So um, sightings goes in there. They hook up all the equipment. And as they're getting ready, they witness their own paranormal, which I don't think they were ready to witness. Right. I think they went in there thinking that they weren't going to find a whole lot of stuff. But um, they even had experts because the Pikmins had given them some photos with like, 
it would be her holding the baby and then like blurry stuff all around her. And, you know, in the night, it was, it was regular film. It wasn't like, you know, how we have our iPhones and stuff. And so they had, they had experts that they wanted to review like the film. So they, they had them reveal, review the, the negatives and trying to debunk any of the photos and they couldn't, they were like, there's something like we can't make that happen again there were um photos of like shadowy weird shadowy figures hovering over the baby's crib Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> i know very spooky. that just gave me chills it was weird that gave me chills um which we might be able to i'll try because that stuff they had on youtube so we might be able to get photos and put it on our thing right okay so Sightings is interviewing the husband as they're talking to him. And let me just make sure I don't jump ahead. Okay. Well, interviewing the husband. So there he's just, and at this point, the, the Pickmans don't want, they actually used false names. They didn't want notoriety. They didn't want anybody knowing. Yeah. Here, let me, let me have it in our swag. They didn't want anybody to know who they were and so they have his face blurred out they never blurred out her face because she didn't care but his face was blurred out and so he's sitting there he's kind of nervously talking and as he's like telling him you know speaking of his experiences he's getting really agitated and uncomfortable and he's breathing really weird and it's because something is scratching the hell out of his and you're the camera is on him so you can see He's not doing it. He's not making marks on himself. Right. It is not a gimmick. This is what I'm saying. Like something is really going on. And so he's like, I got to stop. Like, this is so uncomfortable. Like they, he, he's at the time, like Sally wants me to stop talking or whatever. Mm -hmm. The house wants me to stop. And so they lift up his shirt and it's all in the midsection on his stomach is just all red and scratched up. And um, yeah, he said he was telling the interviewer he could feel Sally doing something to his stomach. Oh, and then hell after the interview, no. Hell no. Yeah, he lifted up his shirt. I'll, I'll, I have my, I'll tell you about this. But after the interview, he lifts up his shirt and you see all the scratch marks. And then they had a professional investigator in the house with an EMF detector checking the electro, electromagnetic field all around the house. And then they had him look at Tony Pickman's stomach, at which point, with the cameras running, you can see, because they had a magnifying glass up to it, you can see... Have you ever been scratched by like one of your dogs or the right. cat? And oh, like yeah. at first, it's Recently. just a scratch mark. <laughs> so at first, it's just a scratch mark. And then as time goes on, it begins to rise. Well, with this, it would begin to rise and then blood and then start to get bloody. Ew. And that it was like right before the camera's eyes, all of it was happening. So you could tell it was legit. Like it wasn't. I don't like that when they do the scratching. I hate the scratching thing. No, no, that's no. <laughs> and then, and I could be jumping ahead, but there's also like right here on the top of his arm, he got scratched really bad. Like it was a deep bloody mark on his arm. Three scratch marks right at the top wow. of his arm on his, what is that? Your forceps or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is that your forceps? Biceps. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know. The top of your arm. <laughs> by your, by his shoulder. 
anyway, um, so, okay, so then he, so he gets scratched twice and I could be jumping ahead, but it doesn't matter. So they also noticed, well, in the kitchen, they're interviewing Deborah and um, Deborah Pickman. And while she's explaining, she has the burnt teddy bear, right? And she's, she's telling the whole story about the burnt teddy bear and how it got set on fire and blah, blah, blah. And behind her on their windowsill is this rose. And so they, they, they go back to that because at that time, while she's talking about it, the rose seems perfectly normal. Okay. But they go back and the rose mysteriously is burned. What? It's just burned. It's singed. And they're, they're all there. (laughs) So like, how did it happen? Well, they're all standing there. And so they give it to the experts and there's not even a way for them to recreate the way it was burned. Right. Because the way the petals all were on the rose and how they were burnt, there wasn't even a way to recreate it. Okay, you're going to have They're to like, give me the link we, to that. We're going to have to post that. Yeah. Was it on YouTube? Yeah, because it's okay. craziness. It is on YouTube, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to post it. Yeah, I think I just put, I just plugged in like 1992 sightings episode. Uh, si- sightings episode of the Sally House, I think, or something like that. I'll get it to you. Okay. But it's crazy. Okay, so then shortly after that, so now they have the burnt rose. They're all talking about that. She has the baby in the kitchen, right? She's still taking care of her baby amongst all this craziness that's happening. And she takes off the baby bib because she just got done feeding the baby or whatever. And she takes off his bib for some reason. And then like 10 seconds later, it wasn't even very many seconds, she gets the baby bib and goes to put it back on the baby like she was going to feed him or something. Right. And she can't snap it together because the buttons have been burned. What? Right there in front of everybody. They're okay, mysteriously yeah, burned. And so you hear the guy, the, one of the production people or whatever, and he's like, I smelled, I could smell it. I smelled the burnt plastic. But no, you know, you don't know where it's coming from. And it just nobody could have done that right there in that few seconds. Right. So. And what's amazing is they're filming during all of this so you know like there's no way they can make this shit up right like, it's definitely happening it was insane <sighs> tell me that's not crazy that is that's truly creepy creepy crazy shit yeah so um they also continuously um uh, and dangerous and dangerous I, d- I don't like when the spirits can manipulate things in that way and most of the time they don't. Right. Like, that stuff does not happen. So just put it out there to everybody. Most of the time that stuff doesn't happen. But throughout the house, they were noticing the production and anybody that goes in there, anybody, all the YouTube people, the, one of the first things they comment on is like going through certain sections of the house, they'll comment on uh, a heaviness that they feel or they'll feel um, the temperature change. Like it'll just get really cold in certain okay. areas. So, um, and that's so anyway, common, as I watch, right? it is common, but it's even common here. Like spirit, just like, even when I'm working, when spirits going through me a lot, I'll get really cold. Or even when we're having circles, you've probably felt it. Like it get, you feel breezes. The of temperature change. Cold. It's just yeah. their energy. It's energy. Uh, as I was watching other you- YouTubers investigate though, as well, as, and when they were filming with the, the tour guide, it was um, up in the master closet. Nobody really got a good feeling when they went in there. And the tour guide, she was she seemed like such a sweet, innocent girl. And she was like, she wouldn't even go near this master closet. She was like, nope, I think that's a 
portal, a bad portal that lets in negative energy. She's I like, think that's I'm where not the negative the spirit energy is. <laughs> I am not the one. She won't. <laughs> no. She's like, I'll show you every single part of this house, but I'm not going near that closet. And so, and she did. She talked about everything in the house, but she would not go near that closet. She was <sighs> like, mm-mm. And, and a lot of people, when they go near the master bedroom closet, they would feel nauseous. Uh, they felt heavy or like a little confused. I mean, they just all got weird feelings. Okay. So then down in the basement, so go back to the basement. Remember that pentagram was there? There's also this hole in the basement wall. And they, they believe it's where either Michael Finney or Charles Finney, I can't remember which one, um, back in Prohibition time, they may have dashed the alcohol, you know, like, uh, I think they were running alcohol through there or something. Bootleggers. They think there were, yeah, they think there were tunnels going through there, but they don't have any evidence of that. So, but there is this giant hole. And so they, and of course, who do you think calls it this? The por- uh, portal, what do they call it? Hold on, let me make sure I get it right. Uh, doorway to hell. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, okay. what they, that's what they've labeled it. <laughs> and guess who had the most dramatic reaction to it of all? Who? Oh, geez. Zach. Ghost Adventures. Zach. <laughs> has the most, of course, he has the most dramatic reaction to it. Nobody else. I mean, everybody, there were people that actually sat inside let me of guess. it. And they would. Was it demons? They might feel a little something. Yes. <laughs> For him, it's he was always like, demons. "Oh my god, oh my god!" You know, whatever. He panics, whatever. And it, my, anybody else, like all the YouTubers, they all went inside of it. They put stuff inside of it. None of them freaked out. And they, a lot of them were like, "I don't really feel or there, it doesn't feel anything mm-hmm. different than so." But whatever. Anyway, they say that that that's like that's the portal where all the negative energy. But, and, and they do have like most everybody got something like even if they were just um, talking on their iPhones, you know, and just or their phones and, and video, they all got some kind of EVP anywhere in that house. Really, they all would get something. Wow. And you know what cracks me up are the people that <laughs> you watch it and they're like they make up like they'll say it could say, um, I want a hot dog. <laughs> Like, but but all you well, hear, they'll so put, I want a hot dog, and all you hear is I want a hot dog. Oh, all you hear is, and you're like, huh? Where did they get I want a hot dog? <laughs> that is so true. That is yeah. so true. Yeah, because I'm like, I'll play it back so many times. I'll crank it as loud as I can go, and all I hear is, and they're like, it said. I want to, hu- and they'll even put it in writing on their. They're like, are you sure you don't need a Snickers? Is your blood sugar low? <laughs> are you hungry? I want a hot dog. <laughs> I want a hot dog. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but also, I want a hot dog. There- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they'll hear scratching or banging, which you know that. Okay. I'm stuck okay, on the hot that- dog. I know. I should. I should have said something else. Then they, um, they, there, uh, there's reports of. I guess they have pictures. Actually, I guess they have pictures of apparitions of people in the dining room windows. So, like a man and a woman. And then they also have reports of people seeing a man and a woman pacing in the living room. So I don't know. I didn't. I mean, the house is crazy. So I'm. I guess I won't say that doesn't happen. But right. I'm. I haven't seen the proof. So 
And then upstairs in what was the baby's room, investigators have gotten videos of toys moving, which they actually, you see that on YouTube too. There's like some investigators, I can't remember who it was. Um, they were videoing and they put the toys in a circle and then they had the ball in the middle. It may have been Ghost Adventures and um, a panda bear started rocking and none of them saw it except for the guys that were monitoring the video. Right. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> The teddy bear's moving. So that that happens. They actually have video of um, like a, a football that was like moving and something else. Oh, and many times like the YouTubers, there won't be anybody in that room. And there's a toy where you actually have to like press down on its head to make it go off. Okay. And it, it'll just randomly go off. So, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's not an easy motion. It just doesn't go off. It You have to like really give it a push on the head. To make it go off, so I Ew. Um, <laughs> let's see. They also have been spooked by hearing the sound of what they believe to be a little girl yelling out. They hear whistling, oh. um, knocking or tapping, like sounds as oh, as well as seeing shadows flying. And then, while I'm watching all these YouTubers, I see energy. You know, everybody else calls them orbs, but energy orbs flying all over the place. Right. And there was really only one YouTubers, whatever, that had cameras set up and they actually left the rooms and then they started noticing like the orbs coming out of the mirrors and out of the closets. And you know how I show you like where the doorways are at right. my house? I'll tell people like these are the doorways where they come in. And um, yeah, so... They actually saw it. But again, this is where I tell people, if there's 10 people at that house, those energies could be their loved ones, their angels. It could have nothing to do with the house. It could right. be all of their loved ones and angels being around them. So who knows? But there there, there were a lot in some of these videos. And I was just like, and then some of them, I, the house, it seems like the house prowls on people's weaknesses so if somebody is like if you're afraid of heights you'll you know it'll prowl on if if you're of um there was one guy his brother had died and so he was using dowsing rods and um it was like he was talking to his brother uh -huh. but because this house is so trippy you start to go is it his brother right or is it something oh. in the house making him think it's his brother right so it is weird um do you think it's the D word? I think, well, hold on. Let me finish telling you. Okay. And then I got, I'll tell you my. Okay. So also the stairwell where you go upstairs, everybody, everybody, it seems like that would start to go upstairs um, with the exception of Zach, who was dramatic about like everybody else, like they'll start walking upstairs and then they'll kind of hesitate and be like, I just feel like a pressure, like something doesn't want me to come upstairs. Right. You know, of course, Zach has to be like, it's pushing me down the stairs. You know, he gets all dramatic. So whatever. But but I do think like there's an energy, a presence up there that's like it dominates. And it right. wants people to know that. Okay. Oh, and then people hear footsteps going up the stairs. Um, see, what's crazy is nobody gets hurt by this energy. Right. Okay. No, well, nobody. I mean, aside hurt. from the scratching. But that's that's what I mean all these people go into this house and the only person that has been threatened by this energy mm -hmm. is Tony Pickman. Okay. 
He's the only person. Hundreds of people have gone into this house to do investigations and interviews and stay the night and all this. And nobody, I, people will put on there like been scratched by, and but you watch it and they never show that they were scratched. Right. But they say they were scratched and then they never show that they were scratched. He's the only one. And so what I noticed, so I was watching, um, I was watching uh, another, I'm going through doing my investigating, right? Watching, watching, watching. And there's this radio station, Kiss, Kiss FM. Mm-hmm. And in, in that area, and they wanted to do um, investigation of their own. So they, they went to go do the house, right? And they're with Tony and he's reading them, reading them. Really? He's a medium. Oh, okay. But none of that, none of that comes out in anything until I see that. Okay. So he does all of these interviews. He does all of this. I'm being, I'm getting scratched and nothing about him being a medium. Interesting. Until, and full fledged. Like he is concentrating and he's giving her a full fledged reading, like hmm. telling her about um, saying nicknames of loved ones and what they call somebody that's still here. And I mean, he's dead on and he's a medium. Okay. So was and this he even, he after? Even said, yeah, after this that? is after they've moved out of the house. And he even said it um, like other psychics and mediums that go into the house. And he's like, they don't. Okay. Remember when we go to like Jerome and stuff and you're asking if I feel anything. Right. And I, and I, I think I've said to you, like, I think, especially if it's a negative energy, I'm not going to feel it because my people are protecting me from that energy. And he mentions that. He says that. Like, I think that I just have, he says, I think I just have angels around me that protect me. And I, I just don't know, you know, sense that energy. And, um, but what I think is that when he was in that house, let's pretend that the possibility is that he doesn't know that he's a sensitive at that point when he lives in that house. And there's a possibility that there is something there and it's trying to get his attention. And I think that there is a possibility that there is, there is some innocent energy in there. And I think that there, well, here, I have two theories. I have a theory that there is negative energy in there because I think we've talked about this before that if, and I just did this with my intuition class, I was just telling them this. If you're, if you think, so you, you hear a thump in the night and you start to think there's something bad here, there's something bad here, you're going to create something bad because now you're giving an energy attention and negative attention wants attention too and if you start that's why I always tell people when I do videos for people you know when I take spirit video for people I always tell them do not go home and do this because you don't know who you're who you're talking to right I do I know who I'm talking to but when you go home all the energy looks the same and so if you're giving attention to something you could be opening a door to something that you have no idea and it could mimic itself as this little girl, Sally. And then if it doesn't like what you're saying, it's good. Or if it doesn't like that, it's not getting through to you. Maybe it's going to scratch you because a good energy, like if it was this little girl, Sally, she's not going to do that. Right. And I promise that if a little girl died at the age of five or whatever, if she died in that house, she's not going to be sticking around because they're innocent. They get, 
they're going to go right away. She's not even going to know to stick around. You know what I mean? It's not interesting. In a lot of these stories where there's negative energy, it presents as a child first. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. Because we're suckers. Because we're suckers. And so I think that that house and now like it keeps getting fed because people keep going in there and people keep calling it. And then, yes, people are stupid enough to ask if it's D that's there. Right. And the so D. <laughs> they're asking for the D. They're asking for the D and not, not the D. You know, not name the here. good D. And it's asking for us. And so <laughs> that negative attention is being fed constantly. Right. And so I think that, um, that they're, they just keep it active, you know? Right. And, and I think that because he's not having these issues supposedly at the house that he's at now. And then I, there was one, so this is what I always tell people, be careful what you hear and what you absorb and listen and learn and all of that, because the stuff out there that people get taught is a lot of bullshit. Like there was a, a psychic on there and he, and it said, uh, he said, um, spirits are connected to houses, not people. I'm like, how stupid are you? That is so untrue. Right. Like, is that the wisdom that you're sharing with people? Because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That is not true. Spirit is connected to, and a lot of times it's us that's holding spirit here. So anyway, blah, blah for Carlene. And there's your lesson of the night. But anyway, let me just finish this story. I That, that just interested me because this whole time, none of that had been said until I watched that, that radio station do their thing and I was like wait a minute he's a medium that was never mentioned right maybe he mentioned it in his book that he's so maybe making a lot of money. maybe he finds out after like he starts to realize yeah maybe and and what's interesting is and that I mean it makes sense that Deborah Pickman never experienced any of the paranormal stuff so then that would he, make total sense it was, yeah it was all on him like he he's the one that got f- the physical it's the same thing here. I mean, I was the one that was experiencing. I mean, my kids started experiencing stuff later. I don't know if all of them did, but they started getting a little here and there. Okay, so yeah. So the big question is, is the Sally house, is it actually a little girl? Which I'm sure that's what you were getting ready to ask. Right. right? Or that you asked. Or is it something darker? And I, I honestly think that it's an energy playing tricks on people. Like a trickster energy? I think it's a icky something- energy. I think it's a, a what I would call, how I like to call them, lower vibrational energy. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> a lower vibrational energy that is messing with people. And it's almost like that's how they get their kicks. Crazy. Ooh. And then. That's, that's a lot of activity in one house. Yeah. And what's crazy is, you know me, I'm the one that's like, okay, but. You know, like that. But this, there is document. I mean, it's on video. Like there's even people in there. They're not even getting a whole lot. But what they do get is it's like pretty creepy. Interesting. This house would scare the shit out of me. And I don't need to go into it. We're not going to visit that house. We're not putting that on our list. We are not putting it on our list. (laughs) I don't need to go and explore that. I want to explore something fun. All right. So real quick. So what did you think of that story? Though? I thought did it was, like it? that was a Give really good praise. story. You had me, me in, 
enthralled. Did I? Did I did have you? you on the edge of you your did. seat? You did. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sitting on like a wick, wicker. My chair is a wick, <laughs> and I'm wearing it's a wicker chair, and I'm wearing yeah. short shorts. Oh, and it's her. cutting into my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to read you the story from one of oh, our the, listeners. The, yes. And I don't even think he's really a listener. In fact, I know he's not a listener. Why? How do you know that? Because this was on my personal Facebook. Oh. And he saw so I had friend. put like when a like a call out for mm. stories a while back. So wait, it's, it's a friend of yours or what? A friend of a friend. A friend of a friend. A friend of a friend. How it always starts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, his, his name is John B. Oh. So John, B. John B. John B. Not John B. And it's kind of a long story, so please forgive me, John, if I condense it just a little bit. Do you, girl? Do you? I'm like scrolling through this. It's on my messenger. All right. All right. So he says, when someone says the word ghost, the first thing usually comes to mind are horror movies. And for some reason, female ghosts are the most popular. I don't know why. Oh, God. I hate when you're scrolling on messenger and you accidentally hit like, I hope I didn't just hit a thumbs down. So he says, when someone says the word ghost, the first thing usually comes to mind are horror movies. And for some reason, female ghosts are the most popular, as if men cannot be ghosts. The stories often center around a ghost terrorizing a family or a family member because of some wrong done to them previously. They come out at night, they cause things to move pots, pans, entire houses, and sometimes creepy shadows that sprawl up walls. They have faces that scare you and they do so at every opportunity, but I will tell you one thing. Those are movies and stories. My story is not about a ghost who has done wrong by someone. My story is not about any of those ghost stereotypes. I refer to what I saw not as a ghost, but as a person, a he. It's about someone who apparently didn't live well with others. Oh no, it did it again. It's about someone who apparently didn't live well with others. When he died, no one was around to help him for whatever reason he came back. But what he did have in common... This guy's probably like, why are you thumbs up upping me every five seconds? Is Um, this like his personal story then? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So he says, my mother had rented a house in which she she said the owner had died. It was a large house set on a hillside, five bedrooms, three bathrooms with maids, quarters at the rear... For reference, a standard four plus two and a half two-story is approximately 2,300 to 2,500 square feet. This house would have been in the region of 5,000 square feet. Large terrace front yard with mango, coconut, and orange trees. And I'm imagining tropical here. Not a dream home per se, but nevertheless a large enough house on a large enough plot of land in an upper class neighborhood to let people know you were wealthy. I will tell you the layout as it is important to the story. The first floor was the garage and one bedroom with its own bathroom being set on a hill. The main part of the house was on the second floor or yeah. Like you imagine one of those hillside houses. So you come in through the top floor and you like the second floor is on the bottom. It's kind of like an upside down house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I imagine anyways. That's what uh-huh. it sounds like. Standing on the balcony in the front of the house, looking towards the rear on the left hand side was a large bedroom, a bathroom, another bedroom, the kitchen, the maid's quarters. Adjacent to that, a long hallway from stained glass front door to the back door. 
To the right was a living room, dining room, breakfast area, separated by a wall, and then a laundry area separated by a wall. On the right side, a bedroom, then a bathroom, then a bedroom. On the right side of the hallway, there was an entrance way to the living room, the dining area, and the breakfast area. Please picture this in your mind because it's important, as I will describe. crazy is while he's writing this, he is picturing it in his mind. Yes. So... Yeah, I I know because I've done that. Well, and it sounds like he was pretty young when when he experienced this and he still remembers it. Yeah, that's crazy. To the T. As I will describe locations and to understand the size of the house meant that light wouldn't always get to every corner of the house. The backstory, the owner died in the house and was dead for two weeks before he was discovered. Thank you. The real backstory, as provided by the neighbors, he was a cantankerous bastard who feuded with his neighbors over the slightest thing. A tree limb hanging over the property would be a month-long dispute. The neighbors' kids walked on his grass on the way home. He would yell at them and then drive to their houses to complain to their parents. According according to their neighbors, he was a dick to just about everyone. He had Mm -hmm. cussed out his last maid. She quit on the spot and told him to... Go fuck himself? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And mail her check. She never got it, so she went back to collect, went in with her key, and found him. Oh. So she's the one that found him because well, she didn't get her check. Well, there you go. Revenge is sweet, I guess. <laughs> or not. <laughs> so, so fast forward, he's been buried His daughter wants nothing to do with the property, packs his stuff on the right side of the house in two bedrooms and puts up the metal grill like in between with a lock and just wants the hell out of Dodge, but is undecided on selling. So we got to rent the rent the place. (laughs) At first, everything was cool. No problems. I love the place. I, I was a latchkey kid, 11 years old, let myself in, did my homework and waited for my mom or one of my two aunts who lived with us to get home and make dinner. We moved in during the summer and it was cool, played outside, climbed trees, tried to make new friends with the neighbor's kids. Then winter came and the change in the daylight hours, it would be dark by 5.30. No one is home until 6.30ish. That's when it started. Remember the layout of the house? I would be sitting at the dining table facing the right side of the house, the hallway, its entrances, and those other bedrooms behind me. The living room is to my right, the dining area and kitchen to my left. I would be sitting with the chandelier on. The living room was has light. There is light spilling into the open doorways leading to the breakfast area and the hallway behind me. However, the light is confined to the entranceways and doorways, so the rest of the hallway is dark. The first time it happened, I literally thought I was hallucinating. I was sitting at the dining table, and suddenly everything felt super, super quiet. Not silent, but devoid of sound. Then the short hairs on my neck would start to rise, along with this a feeling like my head was swelling, and the feeling was being I was being watched. That's when you know there's something around you. (laughs) When those little hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Exactly. Somehow, even from the first time, I always knew where to look. So I turned my head all the way to my left to look behind me into the hallway. Mind you, the hallway was dark. But the longer I looked, I could swear there was a shadow within the shadow. But I blinked 
and it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> Another time again, sitting on the dining room table, same hackles, same quiet, same feeling of being watched. So I raised my head and looked towards the hallway on the side of the house that was closed off. This time, it wasn't just a shadow that I could blink away. This time, he made sure I saw him. It was a shadow in the shape of a man, not a tall man, a skinny man, or a fat man. If a store mannequin had a shadow, that would be the size of his sh- of his shadow. No face, but I could make out arms, legs, fingers, and worse, the head was tilted in my direction. Stop the- it. Yeah. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> ah, I got chills. Oh, gee, gee, gee. Ugh. I know I, I read this this morning, and I was like, ah! <laughs> The way someone may peek at you from around a corner. But worse of all, no face, no eyes, nothing. Just nope. an outline of a head with absolutely nothing to look at but darkness. But it wasn't an ordinary shadow. Not a darkness because there was no light but a void. A black hole, if you will. The other thing about this shadow, if it didn't feel malevolent. This was not a horror movie ghost. But you did feel he wanted you to know he was watching you. It also felt like he wanted you to know he didn't want you there. Yeah. And so for many nights after, I would feel the same sensations in whichever direction I looked. He would be there. No floating pots or pans. No shrieking. No shadows or smoke crawling up the wall. No feeling of being touched by cold hands. No billowing curtains against an open window. I thought I was that I thought was closed. Nothing. Not one of the stereotypical things a ghost would do when they are haunting you. Of course, he wasn't Casper the Friendly Ghost, but I didn't feel like I was in imminent danger from him. So I learned to live with seeing him, but I hated the sensations when he came around, especially the feeling of head swelling that was downright unpleasant. I would see him frequently at least five times a week. Some, wow, five times a week? Yeah. Uh, some days more than once. The stained glass window provided light along the hallway, so er- early one morning I went to the laundry room. When I stepped into the main hallway, the light coming through the stained glass flickered, which told me he crossed from one side of the house to the next. I thought, asshole, I just woke up and now this. And that was the one constant about him. He never showed up during the daytime or when bright lights were on. Like, when we had people over, only when... It got dark or the lighting was ambiguous like dawn or twilight. That way you could never really be sure it was him or not. But I learned to tell when he was around. I never told my mom because she was a single mom and where was she going to find the money to move into another nice house this size? The rent we paid was around $1,000 less than the going rate for similar. Not to mention the place was old money with homes that had been in families for generations and of all my friends, we were the only ones renting. Eventually, however, my mother got a promotion and had to move four hours away. She asked if I wanted to come but I wanted to stay in the same school, which I, for the life of me, I would have been like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Get me the hell out of here. Um, but he wanted to stay in the same school, keep my friends, etc. I guess she figured, hell yeah, I'm still young, single, and the kid is staying with my with his aunt who is married with kids. That's more stable than a mom who is always working and 
or may not be home for the weekend, so she let me stay. That is not to say my mom wanted to get rid of me, far from it. The only freedom part would only have entered her mind after about a year missing me, and she finally told me she was going to start dating again, because up to that point, I was her only concern in life. In the first year, she begged and pleaded for me to come with her bribes, promises. I'm going to kind of condense this a little bit more. I still really don't know why I didn't tell my, my mom, but I know I wanted to save her from the stress about me being in that house alone. Single mothers put up with so many things, it's not even funny. Aww. So I wasn't even planning on being a burden with that. All right. Nevertheless, around 25 plus years later, I told my mom what had been happening in that house. 25 years later. Wow. And her response was, you used to see him. Mm-mm. I used to see mm. him all the time, but you never said anything, so I didn't want to scare you either. Oh, they're both protecting each other. I was pretty much floored. She went on to tell me she saw him numerous times, and at one point, she saw him watching me. She said mm-hmm. she was walking along the hallway from the front left bedroom towards the kitchen. She looked from one of the entranceways at me as I was in the dining table with my head down doing homework and she looked closer and he was standing in the darkness of the hallway on the closed side of the house. So she made a little noise and he ran off. She said he jerked as if he was startled, took a look at her, then sunk further into the darkness, then dis- then disappeared. <sighs> All right. She also she told left me. Him there? Oh I know. Well, <laughs> no. Well, she was trying to bribe him to come with her, and he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, yeah. he wanted to stay with his friends. So she's assuming he's not bothered by anything. Yeah. She doesn't know. She also told me my aunt saw him more times and way closer than I had ever seen him. Apparently, he had a thing for light-skinned black women, so he would come to her in the room and stare at her. She said she would use. She would just turn on her side away from him and go to sleep. She also... (laughs) Okay. Oh, that would be a no for me. She also said my aunt told her whenever her boyfriend came over, he would stand on his his side of the bed and stare down at him with closed fists (laughs) as if he was angry. Okay, that's creepy. Oh my gosh. I was like, damn, ain't this some BS? I'm finding out about this years later. It kind of surprised me. Everyone saw him. I thought it was because we were all blessed to be able to see spirits. There was a family history of spiritualism. One great aunt had her own little tabernacle where she spoke to the spirits. I second, a second cousin was born with a call over his face. If you remember from the movie or the book The Shining, the little boy was born with a call over his face. I didn't apply any supernatural tendencies to my cousin, but I do... No, he was fearless. Um, I'm kind of going to skip through a little bit of this. All right. One thing, though, I did tell the grandmother of my friend who lived across the street because she was one of the people he feuded with. She said, sounds about right. That man acted like that property was the only thing that ever mattered to him. His daughter hadn't visited for like 20, 20 years, which, okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Before he died and whatever friends he had, he ran them off. Not to mention his staff, who he treated like dirt. So if he's still still there, it doesn't surprise me any. And he hasn't done anything to you, so good for you. But I wouldn't stay there, though. He really was a mean son of a bitch. That's so sad. 
Yeah. So in the end, we moved and I never have had the same experiences anywhere where I've lived. Years later, we were able to move back to the neighborhood. I became friends with a guy whose parents eventually bought the place. I asked him if he or his family had witnessed anything weird. And he said, nope. Matter of fact, when they moved in, a priest blessed the house. So whoever (laughs) or whatever had been there was long gone. I just told my uh, friend who's a real estate agent, you should be having me saging your houses more often. Right. I should be, I I should be at the top of every real estate agent's list. (laughs) (laughs) Get rid of all that icky energy from the people before. So the people moving in, it's only their energy. I mean, there is a market for that, isn't there? There, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had you come and I'm telling you. And when I went to Aiden's new place, and cleared that energy, thank goodness, because he was sensing it. It was coming on to him. So it's a good thing to have somebody like me go in and kind of clear that out. So it's only your energy. Right. In the house. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. I, I want to read the rest story. of it, but it's kind of long. It's still that pretty was a really long. really good story. Yeah. Anyways, those were good stories. Your story was pretty awesome. Your story was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was crazy. Your story was bizarre. (laughs) Mine's just like, okay, I got a real haunted one for you. But yours was bizarro. Yeah, it's one of the more, and it was very culty. Yes. It felt culty. Felt like a cult. Yeah. Yes, hallelujah. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like, uh, hey, I have to tell you, like, the stuff that's been happening in my house. I should maybe I should call Zach from Ghost Adventures. I think you should. He would poop his pants if he came in my house. He would think it was demons. <laughs> yes, he would. Right from the <laughs> It's just my homies. Uh, well I guess we're gonna call it a night. I just wanna say thank you to Whoever's out there buying off of our uh, Teespring store, thank you so much. We've had a few. Are we going to have people walking around with our stuff? Yeah. Nice. So it's an alternative to Patreon because it's one and done. You you get a cool shirt or mask or whatever it is. And, and you're supporting us. Uh, you're helping us out. So. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. And also our Patreon's still out there. We have some cool stuff <laughs> up there. And we're working on more we're, stuff. We are working on more, which when we get it done, will really be worth it, I yes. think, I hope. Yes. All righty. Well, I'm going to call it a night. All right, girl. Well, peace out. Peace out. I'm Carlene. I'm Alma. Night. Yeah. Psych. Ha, 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 ha,